Greetings and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. I'm Tina and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this week's episode. Living your best life or are you? And what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I've been talking to a lot of people this week about coming out of this pandemic and has it changed their attitude to how they will live life and I mean are you living up to your full potential because I know I'm not I think we all know that someday we may do it but actually you need to do it right now or putting that time off in the future in fact what I really mean is all those things you hope to do someday just not today maybe not tomorrow do it right now We know life is temporary. Death is inevitable. Therefore, none of us should wait to feel fulfilled. Welcome to this week's Living Your Best Life episode of My Life, Not Yours. And I thought this was quite poignant to talk about because I've I've had some great conversations about life in general, what people have reflected on. And let's face it, I've spoken about not really looking back in the past. Everything should be about the future. The law of attraction is strong because for me, I've been really thinking about a few things I want to happen and they've come to pass. And I think really now I need to put into action, live your best life. Funnily enough, I just spoke about death and for a long time I used to have nightmares about dying. And I don't know, I don't know why, but it was always I'd roll over in the middle of the night and just think about being 10 feet under and life is going on above me. Now, maybe that was a sign to start living my life, not worrying what's going to happen when I'm not here. But I used to wake up and be crying, sit bolt upright, and I used to just get really, really scared. Those Christians and religious people amongst us are going to say, well, you should have prayed to Jesus, Tina. You'd be fine in your thought right now if you believe. I do believe just not in anything specific okay so for all those people who are thinking that whatever happened I now seem to be at peace with it just about although I'm not going to have any uh, massive funeral and and stuff like that I will just go peacefully without people knowing but that's not what we're going to here to talk about we're not here to talk about death ultimately you never know when your time is going to be up so I believe living your best life is also heavily influenced by others And for a long time, my life was not my own. Hence, this is why I started this podcast, because I always believed my life was not my own. And for many years, I really wasn't living my best life, without a doubt. My life was impacted because of the people that were in it. And I think I just live from day to day, which a lot of people do all the time. And there's a time and a place for that. There's some days we need to have a down day or whatever. But at the end of the day... My quest is to live my best life and I want to feel at the end of the every day I'm giving thanks for a damn productive great one. Which the past three months particularly I have been giving thanks and I just stand in my kitchen and say that was a great day. Great day can mean different things to different people but up until the age of 16 I think my life was all about blending in because where I grew up and conforming to what other people wanted. I was always trying to do the right thing. Really and truly, I was like a completely different person trying to live life. I was trying to do the right thing because I didn't want to get into trouble. I smiled like a bloody performing clown. 
and performed like a chimpanzee. And I think this all blends in with the identity crisis that I went through. And isn't it sad? I was just talking to a friend this morning and we come from the world of athletics, which is a whole different episode. And we were talking about some of the people that have passed away in athletics and they weren't particularly old. But most of us have a stage in our life where we are a chameleon. We are acting completely different to what we normally are. We will be anything anybody wants us to be. And that was me. I felt like a chameleon. And when you've got something like athletics or a sport, we never understand what's going on behind. We may see someone up on the victory roster. People are clapping, applauding, they're crying, they've won the world championships or whatever they've done. A bit like Lewis Hamilton. What really lies beneath him? What really goes on behind these amazing superstars that are on the stage? Are they living their best life? Well, they can't be because half of them, especially in music, it's drugs and rock and roll. They're living their best life in as much as they're doing something they're passionate about. They're on stage and they're singing. The rest of it is probably shit, if I'm honest. And I can only relate to that in my early life, which it was good and it was bad, but it wasn't me. I wasn't who I was supposed to be then. And so I didn't live my best life. And you know why? Deep down, I knew I had purpose. I just hadn't discovered it. To live your best life, you need to have some kind of purpose. What is your reason for getting up in the morning? And it doesn't have to be that scientific or difficult. It could be my children. It could be my children. It could be I want to go and open my shop front. It could be anything that's personal to you, but you should have a reason. So all these people, and I never really thought about this until the other day. And my brother was like this. God rest his soul. Oh, I use the word God. Funny that. He's dead, by the way. I think I spoke about him, um, which is very sad. But he didn't have a purpose in life because he would stay in bed all day. And I used to remember my mum shouting, saying, Sean, are you not getting up today? And he used to say, what for? That in itself sums it up. What for? If you don't know why you're getting up in the morning, you have no purpose. If you have no purpose, how can you possibly live a great life? I wanted to live my best life, but without purpose. How the hell was I going to do that? Because life is greater if you do live it with a reason. And when you find that meaningful reason for doing what you do, you will feel complete. Well, almost. So let's take me then. After this kind of destructive younger childhood, destructive, I guess, mentally and identity wise and everything else, I always knew that I had a purpose because I could have been aborted. And I wasn't. I was brought into this world for a reason. Now, only my mum can answer why she brought me in. But for me, on the receiving end, I believe it was to go through life, however difficult it would be, and to pass on some of those lessons I've learned and empower others that are disadvantaged in some way to succeed in life. Let's face it, success is determined by you and it's a bit like your purpose. Success for some may be making a million by the age of X. Some others, it might be just enjoying every moment they wake up and doing something different. And it could be you've read the Sun newspaper. This is a shitty newspaper in the UK, by the way. <laughs> just to put it into perspective. But there's no formula, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Success is created and deemed by you. And I think that feeling you want to have is... I woke up today and even though I didn't really see anybody or do very much, and sometimes that happens with me, but I've been 
productive. I've been smiling. I've had some good conversations, even if they're just in my own head. And yeah, and I think uh, there was a documentary on television the other night about Broadmoor, which is the high security psychiatric um, or for high offending people. It's a hospital in the in, in the UK. And they were talking about the notorious Cray twins, uh, which some of you may have to look up. And then, you know, the Yorkshire Ripper that mutilated and raped loads of women. But one of the Cray twins, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. But you know what? He lived his best life. <laughs> he lived his best life in Broadmoor. Look it up. I was quite shocked when I watched it last night and I did think, I've got to mention this because I know he's a bit twisted, but even though he died there and he was in a secure unit, Ronnie Cray lived his best life. So there you go. Even if you're, he wasn't incarcerated, but he was sectioned to this hospital. He just knew how to live. So I've talked about my purpose and um, which is really important, guys, don't take it for nothing that having a purpose. And I hear so much when I say to people, what are you doing with your life? Well, I'm not sure. And, and I think it is because because we don't take time out to understand how we really feel because of all the other influences that come in. What does that look like? What is living your best life? I mean, an ideal best life for me would be, which I'm starting to live, right? is I'm working as I do for myself, doing my consultancy. I want to give back in the community, specifically to young people. I want to travel, so I've got to do more of that. And it's only through the pandemic that's holding me back doing that. And I actually want to live six months or so in the UK and the rest in the sun. I'm a sun baby. I don't deserve to be in rain, wind, fucking hailstones, pummeling down, snow, and whatever else. I don't know what to wear from date one day to the next. So I think I mentioned this before, but you get the drift. My life has to have purpose and passion also plays a big part in living a decent life. It can take some time to unearth what your passions really, really are. But um, just think about how you feel when you've done something. Funnily enough, I love cooking. And I've toyed with the idea, do I go to a cordon bleu French school and learn how to do it properly? But actually, I don't want to do that. But what I am passionate about, I wanted to do this with somebody else who is a proper cook, just so that I can say, yes, chef, yes, chef, maybe chop my finger off. I'll tell you how passionate I am about it. I digress a little bit. I went on YouTube the other day because, you know, when they chop really quickly with a knife, I thought, how the hell do you do that without taking off your finger? So I watched a YouTube video twice to see how I chop vegetables properly. I can now chop a veggie fast and properly, even though my knives need sharpening. My point there is I'm that passionate about cooking that I have to watch a YouTube video to learn how to chop properly. Kind of sad but it's a passion. And I'd actually like to run a supper club with one of my friend's husbands who's a chef. And I keep pushing him. Now, some could say, well, Tina, if you're that passionate about it, why don't you do it yourself? I'm not that passionate that I want to be a chef, but I'd love to put on supper clubs from an airstream or in someone's got a nice house and we convert their garden mine's not big enough into something and we give that real beautiful service because I'm all about service so that's one of my passions one of my passions is also exercise but it's almost like I need to challenge myself because it's a passion and working out it doesn't take any effort but I am passionate about it I have a story about someone that I used to work with and he was up for retirement and what was interesting about it when he retired he said to me 
what am I going to do now? Now he's married, he's got three children, all grown. Um, He moved out of London. And I found it quite interesting because it made me think about when we all retire, or some people may have retired already, but what do you do? You have this downtime, even if someone's died and you've maybe got all this money and people think money can make them happy which invariably it doesn't what do you do in that time and I think what it really hit home to me is is this guy passionate about anything you know he's retired he's got all this time which was taken up by work which brings me on to another cycle of there is more to life than nine to five if that's what you do from a work perspective and interestingly maybe a year on now all his passions he's spoken about he's doing so it was that fear that stopped him going out and living his best life now that he was retired so to speak I think my lesson from him was make sure you're fucking busy when you retire you know busy doing stuff whatever that may look like like he sits on some boards now he said to me that when he goes out he goes for a run And then he goes for a a swim in the lake, comes back and then he might go and play some tennis or he'll take his camper van out. It was just amazing. And I just said, but look at that. Over a year ago, you were saying you didn't know what to do. And I do feel so sorry for people that are in their retirement age and they may just be sat in front of a television or just not have companionship or anything. I guess I've just gone off on one there. But yeah, find your passion and do it. And I've tried different things as well during lockdown, to be honest with you. And I just thought, yeah, I won't be taking that any further. I think for me as well, there's a lot of people that because they don't know their purpose, they wrap themselves in work as well. And I found so many people that work, sorry, they live to work, which I get it when you've got your own business, you have to put the hours and the commitment in. But when you're working for somebody else and all you talk about is work and you'll work all the hours God sends. And I I find it really interesting. Some people have got a vocational type job, which is great because that's their vocation in life. For me, I found myself always moving roles because I wanted excitement and I was trying to find myself within work, which was wrong. I was always told at a very early age that the norm was a job for life and not much else. So it was difficult growing up as young adult, early teens outside of my sport to find stuff that would really excite me. And I used to, and and sometimes I have done in the last few years, I've got really jealous when somebody says, oh my God, I'm going out hiking this weekend. I can't wait meeting up with a bunch of people or I'm going to go and paint and go into the countryside and take my oils and do that. These are passions that people really love doing. And I think that everybody needs a passion point. One of the biggest things that people like is photography, I find. And I do actually love photography, but is it a passion? No, it's not. So I think I've still got a few more passion points to find and and add. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I need to find more passions and I'm getting there. And for you, it's think about what really excites you and take action. And there was another friend of mine, actually, I remember sitting in her front room and she said, I haven't really got any passions. She's got a couple of children, husband, but she hasn't got any passions. So actually, when I look at her life, I actually think it's quite boring. She works. She's got a great job. She's got two children. They're well catered for, but they're now at an age where they don't need to be babied or mummied or whatever you call it. And if I think about what does she do outside of work and run a household, nothing, 
nothing at all. The lesson is take action on whatever it is that really excites you. And procrastination is that devilish little friend that hangs around and it doesn't really help you, but hinders and just sits there saying, mm, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people who got all the math and no action. Yeah, just go and do it. Living our best life living your best life. COVID has taught us something that we should all be striving for, which is a better existence. Whether that's being nice to people and stuff like that, that brings about a best life in itself. And just this weekend, I was thinking about, we've got an, uh, in the UK a bank holiday coming up. And I was thinking every bank holiday, I'd never seem to have loads of plans. But through my lovely positive thinking, the power of thought pays dividends people seriously it pays dividends no matter what's going on try and just take time out to have some positivity and and what you can do suddenly my bank holidays got into things that I really want to do like I'm going to go for a really nice bike ride with a friend then join somebody else for a bit of lunch I'm going to do I love a car boot sale oh my god I don't know if you get them anywhere else in the world but you sell things out the back of your car it just gives me a chance to empty all the shit out of my house I don't hoard but there was stuff up in the top of my house the loft which I really needed to get rid of so can't wait to do that have a little bit of a banter with people you know what I mean and all of that but yeah there are some lessons maybe we can all learn in in living a good or better life so number one be the best version of you Don't try to be something or someone else that you're not. And I think in my younger childhood, that's all it was for me. I was living for other people. I wasn't being me. I wasn't being my authentic self. You need to own your truth, be authentic and focus on who you really want to be. Play to your strengths and be proud of what makes you different. We're all brilliant anyway. Number two, get to know who you really are. Some people can't face who they are. They can't face the demons. And in order to be the best version of you, which I've just spoken about, notice how you respond to certain situations. What are your habits? What makes you happy? What frustrates you? How do you behave under pressure? What gives you energy? And energy is a whole different ballgame. I don't want bad energy around me. I want my vibration to be high, which brings my energy up. And so you need to know what raises your vibe and what drains you. And this can come in all shapes of forms. You could speak to one person for five minutes and your whole vibe has just gone down a totally different route. You don't need to. Number three, sense check your bad habits. Now, this may seem like why do I need to do that? Well, if you don't know you're having bad habits, you need to help. You need, sorry, you need to understand those to be able to move forward. I.e., does spending a lot of time on social media make you really happy or is it just filling a void? I think it's getting the balance, right? Because we can't say, okay, Tina, you saying that when you flick through Instagram or go on Facebook is a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but the influence of what you're reading or what people are putting there do make a difference. And that in itself can be a bad habit. So I know if I'm feeling a bit flat, the last place I'm probably going to go is on social media. I have a digital detox. I get friends telling me, oh, I tried to phone you last night and it's this phone is not turned on. And I do it on purpose. People really want to get me, they get me. Do things that excite and make you happy and raise your vibration. Now, on the flip side, if running through social media all day long makes you happy, eat your heart out, go for it. Number four, intentions. Set some. These aren't goals, by the way, because with intentions, you decide what kind of positive feelings and emotions you are really sort of looking for. I love setting mine 
in the morning because they are a lot more motivating than goals and I just set them during my morning ritual like I will say as I'm coming to the end of my kind of morning ritual or habit or whatever I do my intention today is to be productive I will go for a walk I will meet x person for this and do you know it always happens when I set my intentions the results are always damn positive. So just try that. And it can be little ones. I mean, the other day I just said it was a shitty day weather wise. No surprise in the UK because we just go through it all the time. Although they are predicting a heat wave for the next week or so. So I've got my bikini out. Can't friggin wait. I set the intention that I was going to cut ahead, make something different food wise. Remember, that's a passion. And I was going to go and visit a friend and I was going to call somebody that I hadn't spoken to for a long time. I didn't think nothing of it. But when I got to the end of the day and did my gratitude piece, I'd done all of it and it was a great day. There you go. Number five, try visualising a little bit more. You see one of those intentions? Now, I'm not saying the hedge is something you really want to get into visualising because how boring is that? Damn. (laughs) Okay, I shut my eyes. I've got the shears in my hand and I'm cutting the hedge. Ooh, but... If you feel it, once you've visualised it, feel what it feels like to see the hedge all neat and trimmed and you've helped your neighbour so they can get out, reverse their car out properly and we can all be, it's in the front of my drive basically, this hedge that keeps growing. He said he was going to cut it but I just decided, I'd set my intention on this rainy day that I was going to do it. The rain has stopped, I did it. I felt great. I also love it when I have visualised something like my car boot sale. (laughs) And I don't know if this is worry. If I've got something coming up the next day and I'm excited, I'll dream about it. It's in my subconscious memory. So just a bit of visualisation. I'm visualising the stuff I'm going to sell. Someone saying, can I have it for next to nothing? And I say, or I look up in the sky and I see a pig flying. Nah, I don't think so. I look at how I'm going to barter you know, you get the picture. What time do I have to get up when I'm loading the car? I visualise the whole lot and then it just goes, great, I'll make some money and here we go. The biggest visualisation techniques that people use is in sport, I believe, and um, pilots where they visualise what it's like to land a plane, going through the motions basically. So try it. As we come to the end of this episode, my final thought for the day is this. Excuse me, your life really is waiting for you to grab it by the balls. Stop second-guessing yourself and believe you can achieve your best life through the power of positive feelings. It's working for me, it can work for you. We get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and to be honest with you, it's really boring. Take time out to see how you feel. Focus inward and feel what it would be like to live a damn great day. In fact, a great life. We only ever hear that at funerals. You know where Grandma June pops up and says, Willie lived a good life. I mean, what the hell does that mean? Bottom line, live each day like it counts. And remember, it's your choice. Your best life is unique to you. Don't compare yourselves to others. Focus on living that best life and enjoy the learning, exploration and experiences along the way. Take care until next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of My Life Not Yours. It would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate and leave me a review. You can also spread the love and help grow my potty by sharing the link provided in my show notes. Until next time, take care.